0: Hello. It's great to have you join us today. The vision is for you to see Jesus and then be able to show him to someone. Please grab your Bible and notepad as we journey together in the revelation of Jesus Christ. You are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved.
1: Hello it's so great so exciting to have you join us today again in the revelation of jesus christ it's going to be an exciting time of word study of bible study in this place so so far we have been looking at some concepts used by the holy ghost in communicating salvation to us especially in the epistles in the letters of the apostles okay pauline letters letter of peter uh john and the rest of the apostles. basically we have seen so far according to 2 timothy chapter 3 verse 15 that the proof text of salvation is the scriptures in other words if you would be talking if you'll be teaching us salvation the only reference text where salvation is concerned is the scriptures is the bible and uh, the scriptures here, when we say the scriptures, according to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, we are talking of Genesis to Malachi. Those are the scriptures, okay? So we began the journey of first looking directly into the scriptures, Genesis to Malachi, to see what the plan of salvation was from the very beginning. In fact, from before the beginning, what God's entire plan of salvation has always been. Okay, then we began looking at the interpretation of scriptures as clearly communicated by the epistles and that's what we are currently doing. So, in summary, we have seen that man being spiritually dead, that is, separate from God, cannot help himself. is in a situation, is in a condition where he cannot help himself. He cannot save, save himself. Okay, so we see that uh, if there was going to be any kind of salvation at all, then God was going to have to do that by himself because man is helpless. Man is spiritually bankrupt. Man cannot save himself. Okay? And um, so God made a promise. We saw from scriptures, God made a promise, a covenant, which is epangelia, actually. Not covenant as we know it in English. Not promise as we know it in English. But this is epangelia, which means a self-fulfilling promise. That is a statement of what God will do, how he will do it, and that he himself will do it by himself. A self-fulfilling promise. God made unto Abraham. Okay? We saw that uh, 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 God... Uh, made a promise of salvation. In fact, it started from Adam, and we took our time to go through the scriptures, seeing the case of Adam, seeing the case of Abel, Abraham, and some others. We saw all of that all through the scriptures, Genesis to Malachi. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 makes us realize that man is dead in sins and trespasses. Okay, without God, separate from God, but God quickened us god quicken us god himself does the work of salvation ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 and 2 salvation we learned is exclusively and exclusively the work of god okay we have seen that man cannot contribute to this work he can only receive that which is done okay so we have seen several concepts after seeing the basis in adam in abel in abraham we have seen several concepts in the interpretation of the scriptures which is the epistles the letters of the apostles okay to believers to non-believers to jews to non-jews okay we have seen some concepts as used by the holy ghost to communicate this idea what salvation really is this subject of salvation We have seen reconciliation. Salvation is God reconciling man unto himself, which is the idea of bridging the gap, taking care of the gap of separation between God and man. So salvation is God himself reconciling man unto himself, removing that gap. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. We also saw a second concept, which is salvation is God propitiating okay for man's sins propitiation the concept of propitiation deals with sins how God's divine justice was satisfied by Jesus's paying the price okay by Jesus's death by Jesus's sacrifice okay then we went on we saw redemption there we learned that not only did Jesus pay the price it's not as simple as that in fact Jesus was the price that was paid even for my redemption for your redemption for my salvation for your salvation from then on we went into a fourth concept which is expiation expiation speaks to blotting out the sin record that was against us that ordinance that condemns man to death was taken away by christ himself hallelujah and that is the concept of expiation Fifth uh concept that we examine is the concept of substitution salvation is god substituting for man okay taking man's place in sin okay dying for man that is the concept of substitution okay taking man's place in death hallelujah so from then on we consider a sixth concept which is regeneration okay brought to life regenerated by the spirit Okay, we learn that the new man is created in righteousness and through holiness, and that recreation, that creation of a new being, okay, which happens when a man puts his faith in Christ, is by the Spirit of God. So salvation is God regenerating man by His Spirit. Hallelujah. So today we will be examining a seventh concept, another concept which is justification 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 in the greek is the word the kiosys the chiosis. the chiosis is the act of pronouncing righteous the act of declaring righteous okay jesus to start off gave a parable to illustrate the idea of justification let's start with that today luke chapter 18 luke chapter 18 verse 10 Luke chapter 18 verse 10 Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector, I fast twice a week, I give tithe of all that I possess, possess. And the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house, justified, rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and who humbles himself will be exalted again this was a parable that jesus told before his death so we wouldn't apply this hook line and sinker to us today to a believer today but we can learn some things about justification okay we can learn some things about justification from this parable okay the pharisee brought up all his resume all his works the things that he did the things that he could amass based on his conduct based on his moral excellence and his ability to keep the dictates of the law okay so he made a self righteous defense before god telling god how he qualifies by the things he did or did not do okay while the publican could not even look 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 up he kept looking down okay in those days most likely with some sacrifice and then he cried be merciful unto me merciful there is elasmus we talks about propitiation what is propitiation again to ask okay on the basis of some sacrifice by another in this case maybe an animal maybe a goat or cattle or or something Okay, so we see that Jesus here clearly notes, clearly explains that justification is not by qualification. Okay, justification with God, nothing you do or did not do, okay, can qualify for you to be justified before God. Works is not enough to be qualified before God. Qualification before God, justification before God is not by works. It's not by man's contribution. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 3, verse 24 to 27 also uses that same word, uh, elasmos, Not elastillion, elasmos. Romans chapter 3, verse 24 to 27. Romans chapter 3, verse 24 to 27. Being justified freely... By his grace, did you hear that? Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness. Because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So God is the one, is the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. We are justified freely. We saw that in verse 24. So Christ is our propitiation, the sacrifice for sin. We are justified because of what Christ has done freely on our part. It cost God himself, but to us, it is freely given unto us. Okay? When a man put his faith in Christ, he is justified freely. That is justified by impartation, not justified by works, not justified by scoring some points in some particular areas before God justified purely freely purely by God's impartation beloved justification only comes when a man puts faith in the offering in the sacrifice which Jesus made which satisfied the justice of God glory to Jesus so man's works are excluded entirely excluded in the work of justification for instance consider Abraham we studied Abraham several classes behind okay before before now no in our previous in, in some of our previous classes Abraham never earned his righteousness scripture says he believed he believed God's gospel story and it was credited unto him for righteousness wow he believed God made a promise a self fulfilling promise he he, he he put faith in the faithfulness of God okay, in the faithfulness of God to keep the promise which he made, and that's how he was declared justified, he was declared righteous, glory to Jesus, let's see some, some, some scriptures, Romans chapter 4 tells us about the justification of Abraham, okay, talks about a God who justifies the ungodly, okay, to him that walketh not, okay, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly. Romans chapter 4 verse 5. His faith is accounted for righteousness, just as it was for Abraham. If you read on, that's the whole context of chapter 4. Very interesting. Let's see 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30. But of him you are in Christ Jesus. Who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption? Righteousness there speaks of justification. Glory to Jesus. Justified before God. So we see that justification clearly only comes when a man puts faith in the offering, sacrifice of Jesus, which has satisfied the justice of God. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Glory to Jesus. For if by one man's offense death reigned through one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and uh, gifts. That's the emphasis there of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So we see justification, righteousness being accrued as a gift, being accredited unto gift. No, as a gift, being imparted as a gift. Glory to Jesus. So, righteousness, justification is a gift received when a man believes. When a man puts his faith in the faithfulness of Christ. When a man puts his faith in the message of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because this was how God displayed his faithfulness to his promise. Glory to Jesus. So, what does justification really mean? Justification means... To be treated as if you had never sinned. To be treated as if you were faultless. As if you, you you had no fault. Okay. And the whole idea is we are treated. The one that has put his faith in Christ Jesus is treated in the place of Christ. Because Christ was treated in the place of him. In his place. Okay. So Christ was treated... Okay, in your place as one who did all the wrong. Now, you are treated in the place of Christ as one who did all the right. Glory to Jesus. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Glory to Jesus. By his stripes, we were healed. Hallelujah. So, let's see 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 as well. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. 2nd Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 21. Glory to Jesus. For he made him, God made him, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So again, he took your place, you take his place. He died, you live. He was made sin. You are made righteous. He was rejected you are inhabited you are the beloved glory to jesus so our justification is a function clearly of the substitutionary work of christ we saw is it two classes ago now or three classes ago salvation is substitution god's substitutionary work for man so our justification is a function of that substitutionary work that god did in christ God gave himself as an offering for our sin so that we are pronounced righteous. In fact, we are declared righteous. In fact, we are made righteous. Wow. These are different concepts, if you will. Okay? We are made righteous. We learned from from last class, salvation is regeneration, with the concept of regeneration, that we are made righteous made righteous a new man that has never existed before glory to jesus so through the offering of god for our sin the offering of christ for our sins we are the justified and that is why for every man that has put his faith in christ jesus today they are called the righteousness of god hallelujah the righteousness of god I could uh, recall very clearly, we had a class many months ago uh, perpetually forgiven, forever justified. Wow, we spoke a lot about the gift of justification, okay, apart from works. Justification before God, apart from works, okay. I encourage you, you can pick that, uh, that class up, it's available on YouTube, it's available on Spotify perpetually forgiven, forever justified. We delved a whole lot deeper into the concept of justification, okay, apart from works. But before we uh, end the class today, I want us to quickly examine, having understood that justification is not by works, justification is not something a man acquires because he does or he did not do something okay because he has not done something something okay not not because of his works but it is something that god imparts in a man imparts in a man when he when the man puts faith in Christ Jesus puts faith in the faithfulness of god in Christ Jesus okay so what are the implications of this truth that justification is by impartation rather than by works what do these imply okay what does it really imply when we say justification is by impartation and not a wage not a wage of works glory to jesus number one the implication of justification by impartation is that we are faultless we stand faultless in the sight of god okay never again would 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 uh should we feel like okay, God is happy with us because we're able to do some certain things, and then when we are not able to do those certain things, we feel like God is suddenly we feel like the Holy Ghost, no, God's spirit has left us. This is all ignorance, playing a fast one on the mind of a believer. That is why it's crucial to feed right, it is crucial to feed on Christ. Glory to Jesus so never again would we feel like okay today we feel like god is so much close to us and tomorrow because things certain things didn't go well, we made certain mistakes we feel like god is so far from us it is all ignorance playing a fast one on us hallelujah it is all ignorance not acknowledging okay the reality of who we are in christ So, because of this justification, we stand faultless in his sight. Consider Abraham again. Okay, not one time did God make mention of Abraham's wrongdoings. Hey, not one time. He had several failings in actions. Okay, he lied. He slept with Agar, a woman not his own wife. Under very funny circumstances, for that matter. (laughs) okay, he had several moments of unbelief, okay, but not one time did God take him, did God impute any of this to his account, not one time was it recorded, even in the all of faith, okay, in Hebrews chapter 11, all those people, including Abraham, not one mention of their shortcomings, why sin was never imputed to them, Sin is not imputed to you as a believer. It is one of the manifestations of the justification we have by faith. And I will explain more in a jiffy. Okay? Justification is by impartation. God impacts him. Okay? The righteousness is his own righteousness. Okay? Into, Into man. We become his righteousness. Romans chapter 4, verse 24 to 25 explains this. Let's see this more. Romans chapter 4, Romans 4, 24. But also for us, it shall be imputed to us. Oh, let's go to verse 23 so we can get a little more background. Now, it was not written for his sake alone, but it was imputed to him. Talking about, okay, justification. Verse 22 says, and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness, which is talking about Abraham. So verse twenty-three is saying, now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us it shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offences and was raised on account of our justification. So the receipt of our justification—what makes us sure that our justification is sure? Our just—what makes us? no sure that we are justified is the resurrection of jesus christ because if we were not justified jesus wouldn't have been raised when he rose up we rose with him we rose sinless he rose sinless glory to jesus wow no wonder 1st corinthians chapter 15 verse 14 paul speaking to the corinthian church he said if christ is not risen then our preaching is in vain so is is our faith our faith is also in vain okay christ's resurrection is a receipt that we have been justified. And how? Freely. How? By impartation. Glory to Jesus. Imputed in Romans chapter 4, verse 24, is the word logizomai, which means to accredit, to take into account, to put into one's account. So, justification from God is by impartation. Not in response to something that you do or you did not do. It's by impartation, and you put yourself into that situation by putting your faith in Christ. You put yourself under that provision by putting your faith in Christ Jesus. Glory to Jesus. So, let's see Romans chapter nine. You know, uh, 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 we had uh, Paul speak, uh, the writer of Romans, okay, Paul specifically, you no, know, speaking about the issue of the Israelites, the Jews who try to achieve justification, who try to be justified by the law. Romans chapter 9 verse 30 down to chapter 10 verse 1. Okay, I won't read because of our time. So, but we're told that the Jews sought justification by trying to keep the law, but, but they never attained it. Why? Because it's not attained by works. It is by faith. They missed the whole point. Glory to Jesus. No, Acts chapter thirteen, verse thirty-nine to forty. Let's see that. Oh, that was uh, a sermon of of Paul that was recorded verbatim. That was recorded word for word. Okay, in Acts chapter thirteen, verse thirty-nine and forty. Let's see that. Paul came to that point in his sermon, in his preaching. Where he said, verse 38, Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man, through Jesus, is preached to you the forgiveness of sins, and by him, by Christ, everyone who believes is justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. This was a declaration of God's all-encompassing, eternal, immediate, optimal, unconditional gift of righteousness, gift of justification to all who believe. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So, it is important to note that we stand faultless in the sight of God. Never again would you feel like because you couldn't do some things or because you did some things, You have lost your place before God. God's good opinion of you never changes. Why? Because it wasn't good that you you did. That made him have a good opinion of you in the first place. You didn't earn the good opinion. So you cannot lose it. It was a gift in the first place. Why? God puts you in Christ. And when you put your faith in what Christ has done. Everything. Works for you, everything is activated for you. Glory to Jesus. So, number two, what are the implications of justification being by impartation and not a wage? What are the implications? Number two, our right righteousness status never changes. Our righteousness status never changes. Okay, it did not start with us again. This idea of this issue of justification before God did not start with you and I, did not start with something that we, uh, did not start with how well we kept some codes or how, how well we conducted ourselves. Because it didn't start with all, it cannot end with how well or how not well we conduct ourselves. Glory to Jesus. Again, this is not to say. Ill conduct do not have consequences, but before God, your justification remains intact. Glory to Jesus. God does not impute the sin to you, never again will he leave you. He is inhabiting you forever to remain permanently within you. So it was imputed as a gift, it was not earned. You cannot get bad enough to lose it because you did not have to get good enough, okay, to have it or to be it in the first place. Hmm, That is the nature of our justification before God. So unrepentant, so unconditional. It's all about God giving it to us. It's all about God imparting it to us. How? We put our faith in Christ, we have the gift, we have the impartation. Glory to Jesus. So, salvation, people of God, means to rely on Jesus' righteousness, which is by impartation, which is by imputation of God Himself. To rely on any other thing other than Jesus's righteousness could only mean two one of two things is either you are not saved or you are confused about salvation, or you are ignorant about salvation. Glory to Jesus. In the name of Jesus, light floods your heart as you are listening to me, as you commit yourself to learn more about Christ, to learn more about who he is in you, how he is in you, what he can do through you. Oh, light floods your heart. Light light floods your mind. In the name of Jesus. You know, before I close, I, I just want to spend some time to, to deal with someone. I feel strongly, you know, there are people that have really battled with this in and out. This moment, you feel so great. And that is the, 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 the result of putting the basis of your justification before God, your standing before God, putting it on the basis of what you do or what you don't do. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about God Himself, a self-fulfilling promise, a self-fulfilling epangelia. He went all the way to justify you and I in Christ. As long as you keep looking at yourself, you keep measuring how good you are, how good your standing is before God. From the eye of what you do or what you didn't do, you can never have rest in your heart. You can never be in peace. And that is the source of fear. That's one of the greatest sources of fear. No wonder Isaiah chapter 54 verse 14, you know, some of the prophecies that were given by by, uh, true prophet Isaiah about what is now happening, about the coming of the Messiah, the coming of Christ, he said, My people, sh- you, you shall fear no more. In righteousness shall you be established. And you shall fear no more. Wow. You shall fear no more. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 4. I will raise shepherds according to my heart. No, they will feed the flock. And my flock shall fear no more. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 4. Paraphrased. I want to encourage you today. Feed. As you feed more, as you feed and feed on the realities of Christ in you, you are released of fear. Fear is not something you say, oh, fear, get out. No. What casts out fear is perfect love. <laughs> the love of God casts out fear. The more you understand Christ, the more you see the love of God. Fear leaves as you are established in righteousness. Glory to Jesus. Wow, is someone blessed today. I want to encourage you, get serious this year. It's a new year. Get serious with getting the knowledge, getting yourself equipped with, with the knowledge of Christ. Get serious. Hallelujah. And you'll be delivered from all sorts of fear, all sorts of doubt, Okay, whether or not. The more you know, the more triumphant you live. Glory to Jesus. Fear is not of God. It's of the devil. It's of the enemy. Glory to Jesus. I want you to say with me, even as we round up, Christ took my place. I have his place. I am treated as he is, oh, as someone who has done all the good, because he was treated as me, one who did all the bad. He was made sin, and I am made righteous. As he is, so am I in this world. I live, I move, I act accordingly. My mind is renewed to the reality of that which has occurred in my spirit. That which God has done in my spirit. And as a result, I abound in good works. So, I abound in good works. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Wow, it's been exciting, going through, very, very quickly, the concept of God justifying man. <laughs> it's a concept of salvation as used by the Holy Ghost in the epistles. Join us again on the next class as we visit again another concept. We'll be looking at another concept. We have one or two left and then we move on to other things. Where this salvation, this subject of salvation is concerned be blessed. Glory. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah.
0: It's been a pleasure having you join us on today's podcast. We hope you were blessed. If you have never at any time confessed your faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and would like to do this, Please say these words after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love for me. Thank you for sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross for all my sins. You raised him from the dead and is alive today. By his sacrifice, I am forever forgiven, forever justified, and forever saved. Christ lives in me, and as he is, so am I in this world. Amen. Congratulations, you are now a member of God's family. He is now Father to you. We encourage you to grow daily by the knowledge of Christ. Until next time, remember you are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved.